Welcome to the Heroes of Reality podcast, a podcast about the game of life and the hero's journey we all experience. Let's jump in with our host, Dylan Watkins, as he introduces today's guest. Welcome, young adventurers. Dylan here. And on today's podcast, I have a very famous man in the area of virtual reality and augmented reality, Kyle Riesenbeck. I formerly know him as Rev Kyle. Uh, but he is the operations manager, editor in chief over at Upload Studios, uh, a podcaster, um, old friend of mine in the space of VR. We shared many good times at many conferences, and I am very excited to introduce my friend Kyle. Hello, everybody. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for joining me today, man. It's so good to see your face. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's fun to be on the other side of a podcast. As not the host, you know. <laughs> I remember one of my first stints of actually connecting with you. I was on your podcast, and it must have been five years ago or more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're just launching um, our meetup group, Orange County VR, with me and my friend Misha Dad, um, who's in uh, stem cells now and doing very well. Um, but it's 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 really good to see you, man. Like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's fun uh, to have any level of conversation at this point with anybody, since none of us have been to any expos or shows, uh, GDC, CES, all of those things. We didn't have those this year. So it's it's fun to have conversations elsewhere. I miss it, dude. I miss yeah. it. The, the going to the conferences and coming across like old friends and like, like seeing you, it's like it's like an oasis in the desert, right? You come across it and all of a sudden you're like, oh, there you are. What are you doing? Yes. Let's get it. Where, where, where's the party at? Let's go grab a drink. You yeah. Know? Yeah. 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 Do you think that's going to be coming back now that all the vaccines are out and about? You know, we've had this conversation. Uh, the Upload VR team has mm -hmm. been uh, discussing whether or not there's actually going to ever be shows again, uh, expos to go to. And I think the short answer is yes. But the long answer is how long is it going to take for us to get there? How long is it going to take for things to be, well, safe for everyone involved? I mean, I, I think uh, I, I think it might be another year before we start seeing actual shows again. I'm looking forward to that. Um, mm -hmm. In the meantime, the one thing that's been holding me over a little bit is I don't know if you've gotten involved in Clubhouse at all. Uh, I, I have not. I've seen several people post about it, but I have not jumped in on it yet. Yeah, it's if if you need an invite, let me know. But the, it's like one of those things that um, it's it's like going to a conference where you come across old people, but you go on stage and you chat and that stuff. It's been a, a bit of a stopgap, but it, it still doesn't replace the whole. You know, us being in the in the virtual reality space, like we all advocate super hardcore for you know virtual you know virtual reality, but at the same time, there is that piece of the human connection that. It's, mm -hmm. we're still, we're still waiting for VR and other technologies to surpass that. I don't know if it's quite there yet. Yeah. I'm not sure how long it's going to take before we feel like we're getting exactly what we got at the shows in VR, but we're getting closer to it every day, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how's it been over at, at Upload with you? And, and I know you, you've been working that. What's talk to me a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Upload's been fantastic. Uh, I took over in what was it, 2018, I guess. And since then, I, the site itself has gone under several renovations. Uh, we're very happy with the display and how it looks now. Um, Upload has grown uh, almost 
exponentially. Uh, the, our traffic is up. Our uh, our presence, <laughs> pun intended, uh, is, is definitely there. And I, I think the big thing for us is being that outlet that people say, oh, I need to know more about this. Better go to uploadvr.com. I mean, that, that's that's really the gist of it. Uh, we've done a lot to grow our uh, YouTube presence and our social media presence. I mean, the team is kicking on all cylinders right now, trying to get stuff to be uh, where we need to be to service the VR community at large. I mean, that, that's really what it is, is we're offering this service of what's good, what's new, what's exciting, what's worth your attention. And I really think we're doing a fairly decent job of it. We get a lot of good feedback and obviously our traffic indicates that people like what we're doing. So I, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's got plenty of room to grow still too. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting because you, you cross compare, you know, um, the upload, um, and the media house that it is compared to uh, traditional paper, newspaper medias and things mm -hmm. like that. And you, and you consider the, the complete juxtaposition. I know that like when you go into some of these like Wall Street Journal, these other places, you just like subscribe, go in here, can't unlock this to get in there. It's, it's, it's such a different feel. It feels more like uploads a part of this rising tide because Mm -hmm. as more people, I mean, we were evangelists for it back in the day, but as more people get into it, it just gets more into the mainstream and or upload becomes more of like a namesake and like inside, inside people's like um, vernacular of like virtual rowdy and upload. So how, how big has it grown? What's the scope of, of, of all the, the, the moving parts of upload? You know, we have, uh, it's, it's interesting that you ask that question right now yeah. because we just updated our media kit uh, for 2021. And, you know, I can remember when I first started with upload getting, getting 500,000 unique visitors a month was a challenge. And now we're hitting 2 million, two and a half million a month. And it, you know, between that and plus we do a podcast as well uh, on YouTube called the VR Download. That has been a big driver as well because we've developed our own in-house virtual studio and we've got a great guy on our team, uh, David Heaney, who designed it and has been tweaking it and making it better and better each show. Uh, it, it's, it's really fun to watch it grow naturally without having to push it too hard. You know, I mean, yeah, sure. We like, Oh, like subscribe, but not really as much, you know, we're not, we're not YouTubers where we're trying to get a whole bunch of people to like and subscribe. We just want it to be there. If somebody wants it, it's there for you. And that's really why we look at it as providing a service as opposed to being like, Oh, give me your hits. Give me your, your ad revenue. It's not just about that. I mean, it's about staying alive, but at the same time, it's also about providing the service to the community. Well, yeah. And you're not just one medium. The, the, one of the big scary challenges of being a YouTuber is, is there is, there is one point of failure. If you get demonetized or if something happens in that situation, <laughs> yeah. like all the cookies crumble and you invest everything on this one thing versus there's multiple different venues. And then in terms of like, you know, subscribers and followers and other people is it's it's it's, uh, it's beyond just one meeting which is, to, to me is, adds a lot of resilience and and i know when i'm looking for things like oh what happened with aflab what happened with this what happened with this mm -hmm. you know it's like it pops right up and i just you know copy paste send to somebody <laughs> like they're like what right. do i need to just take a look at this go look mm -hmm. at these things so you know it's, it's it definitely for me it, it's synonymous with like 
news and VR or the VR news, I should say. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's, there's several mainstream, I guess I would say well-known mainstream media outlets out there that are reporting on VR sometimes when they feel like it, but they're not actually focusing on it. See, that's where we offer that focus that if you come to our site, you're going to hear about VR, VR gaming, uh, XR, AR, all the R's, you know, we, we, we got them covered. Yeah, all the R's. I'm, I know it went from it went from virtual reality, augmented reality to extended reality and XR. And it's like everyone's trying to coin a new term and try to throw it into the bucket, you know, mm -hmm. and it's just like it's like, I don't I don't know what it is, but I enjoy it. So what like I mean, you've been in the space, I think, I think long, definitely longer than I have. And uh, you're 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 absorbed in it. So what excites you still? What are the things that you because to me, there's, there's these moments where I kind of get you know, I, I love it and I kind of get used to it and I go, oh my God, and I gotta get used to it. So what, where are you at on that, on that journey? You know, I, I've seen some people experience fatigue in this community. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting industry because it's grown out of this kind of grassroots, uh, slow momentum, but high potential. And anybody who's listened to like Michael Abrash, for example, at some of the, you know, shows and things that he's talked, he referred to the first couple of years as the good old days. And most of us who've been around long enough know that it really was the good old days. Yeah. But we're past that now. I, I think we are now into the. I don't know, whatever follows the good old days, uh, the normal days. It's a real legit industry with growth and potential. And when I, every morning, I get to wake up and read the things that my team has written, along with all the things that other people have written on the internet. And, you know, it, it reminds me that every day when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is put my glasses on. I can't see without my glasses at all. And someday, and this is to answer your questions, what yeah. I'm excited about is someday I'll put my glasses on and I won't immediately reach for my phone or I won't immediately do this, that, or the other. Everything will be right here. And it'll be in a form factor that doesn't look wonky. It's going to be in a form factor that that makes sense and that it doesn't feel like, oh, what's he got on his head? No, it's just glasses. And that's what I'm excited for is that every day I see indications that there are tech advancements that are going to bring it closer to what I want, which is these glasses, but I Okay, now I'm in VR. Oh, now I'm in AR. Oh, what's the weather today? Oh, my mom sent me an email, that kind of stuff. Hi, mom. Uh, you know, it's just, it's kind of a, I, I can see the end of the road for this technology, but I can't see the path that we're going to weave through to get there. And that's where, that's what keeps me excited about it, I think. The, the journey along the way. The, the glasses you sound sound like you're talking about are the um, Tony Stark glasses from Spider-Man: Far Away from Home. Yes, perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, you put them on; they just do everything. You, you're linked up to Skynet, aka Elon Musk, and he's just downloading information into your brain directly yep. through the Neuralink and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. um, what's your what's your what's your theories on the whole? Uh, the Apple just released that new mixed reality uh, leaked. The, the things what's your what's your theories on those things do you think it's actually going to come out is it another type of like you know red herring or what so i've been saying for years wait until apple brings something out 
And there's actually one reason that I say that is because a few years back, Apple bought a company that was in the VR space. And it was called uh, Vervana, VRvana. Yeah, anyway, they had a headset called the Totem. And yeah. I don't remember what show it was, but they said, here, come on over here and check this out. So I put this totem on. There's two big eyeballs in, out in the front, you know, two two big cameras. And I look through it. I'm like, oh, it's pass through. Oh, this is this is wow. This is really good pass through. It was like blowing my mind. And then they're like, here, look at this and look at this. And they're putting these little placards out like QR codes in the headset read it threw up a like a delorean i think it was from back to the future and a couple other things and the whole time the whole time i'm looking around i'm like wait a minute you don't need to show me anything look at how good this pass through is there was like no latency or nothing and they're like what are you looking at i'm just experiencing the world through the best pass through i've ever seen in my life well then apple buys them and I'm like, okay, well, that's awesome. So now Apple can make a headset using, or hopefully using that technology. For me, I think Apple's foray into this industry is going to be cautious and slow. But as soon as they see the demand for it, I, I, I think they'll go, oh, gee, maybe we should have done this a little bit sooner. So, but you know, Apple's the kind of company that doesn't want to do it until it can be done right. And I respect them for that. You know, I want them to come out with a, I want them to come out with a headset that impresses the heck out of me. And, and that's, that's all I really want from them. Yeah. It's the Gordon Ramsay coming out. It's it, when it comes out, it's going to be right. You know, yes. It doesn't matter how long it takes. You're going to be, it's going to be delicious and you're going to enjoy it. So you'll, you, you know, it's coming. Yes. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of the things I, I'm, I'm excited about it. And if you look at it, you see them kind of the tech giants mimicking each other. So, you know, Facebook Oculus has this kind of walled garden Apple effect where they only have highly curated content coming in versus like Steam, Wild Wild West, anything goes, you know, who knows kind of experience. And then so you have you have this uh, Facebook kind of mimicking Apple in a sense of doing the walled garden high quality. But then you have the same thing that I feel like Apple is kind of mimicking Facebook in a sense. And you're talking about people that both of them are in one of those things where they, they can just throw ungodly amount of money at the situation to solve the problem versus HCC and other people have a bit more of a challenge because they, they really, they don't have that, the, the same amount of income uh, that they can just, you know, the, as we say, F you money to throw at a situation until it, until it's solved or buy people up till it goes across. So how do you think the relationship between Apple and, and Facebook or, or how do you think that that plays out? Ooh, uh, no pressure. <laughs> could be a format war. I, I, you know, the challenge right now, I think, for Apple is that they're going to need to come up with something that has the same amount of content that Facebook Oculus is offering right now. Content is king. Uh, you know, I can still see Steve Ballmer up on the stage at a Microsoft guy, you know, developers, 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 developers. I don't know a single developer. I'm not saying that none exists, but I personally right now don't know any developers that are developing for an Apple anything headset. And that is scary because it takes a couple years to build up a catalog of compatible stuff. So it, even if the headset does come out, it might only be like a two or three trick pony for a little while until people start to develop for it. So the ecosystem is gonna be a challenge. Oculus, Facebook Oculus already has the ability to run everything in their own store. 
everything using the link in their PC VR store, and you can plug it in and use it on Steam VR. Plus, there's all sorts of fun wireless streaming capability apps out there. there there's just so much already available. And I mean, you know, you look at the other headsets like Pimax or the Vive or, um, you know, uh, the Samsung Odyssey, the Windows Media or Windows MR headsets. There's there's a lot of stuff out there, but those headsets aren't as they're not as popular because people want specific features, people want specific apps, and you're not going to buy a tool that doesn't do the things you want it to do. And so between the two of them, I have a feeling that they're going to be. I don't think it's going to be a constant uh, banging of heads, but I do think that there's going to be some friction possibly i can see that because i do remember at the last oc and the final oc connect uh yeah. now dubbed facebook connect i know, I know i'll miss you buddy <laughs> uh they, they talked about their augmented reality headset that they're going to be coming out with that they're going to geo map every location and, and and oculus is now starting to march into that space of augmented reality which i feel is where where apple's been looking with that you know, wanting that Tony Stark like headset, and and so I feel like they're 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 starting to compete in those those two areas, and 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 it's it's very interesting to see, you know, can can Apple make an ecosystem that works? Because I mean, originally I talked trash on the 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 iWatch and the earbuds and all those things. I'm like, that's a, no one's gonna use that. That's silly. That doesn't make any sense. I don't see any. Per and now I'm like, oh my god, I'm part cyborg. I can like I can say. Hey Siri, do this, and all of a sudden starts playing there, and I go, "Set me a reminder," and it, and I'm like, "Wow, I feel totally integrated as, as one holistic unit." And I feel it's kind of where you know uh, Facebook is coming from that different direction of you know they're making the the communication channels and getting into the hardware, or Apple is making the hardware and getting into the communication channels and also the the software development space, which I mm. I do agree, getting being able to fund amazing content is going to be the key to everything and and facebook has kind of switched up their model of instead of like betting on early ponies they wait until the pony wins the race then they buy that pony and pull it off all the other shelves you know <laughs> isn't that how this industry works though i mean as soon as somebody makes something valuable like you know when i was talking about the the, the totem headset and viervana I, I, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are working on one sole thing and they're saying, okay, I'm going to make this perfect. And then a big company comes and buys them and implements it into their new headset. I, I don't know if that's a bad thing. You know, I mean, the, it's the, the, the people who worked for the, the people who develop any one of these little pieces of software, they didn't do it to just do it. They did it because they knew they could make money off of it. And I mean, okay, I'm sure that there are some super passionate people out there where money's not important to them. I don't know who those people are, but <laughs> you know, I, I feel like every company that's trying to produce something new and fun and exciting in this industry knows that the likelihood is, is that if they make something amazing, they're going to get purchased. And so what actually might end up happening between Facebook and uh, Apple is somebody comes out and says, cool, I've got this new piece of technology. And then they have a bidding war over who gets to buy them. That that, that could be interesting to see down the road. That is 100% a thing. I mean, that's why I think there was, what, what a, was it a billion or two billion spent on Facebook? I mean, uh, yeah, Zuckerberg, yeah. Zuckerberg saw the value of that. And, 
And at the same time, it's like, would we have the Oculus Quest 2 if Oculus was like, no, you know, we're a, a Snapchat. We're going to we're going to do it on our own. You know, we're going to, you know, I don't know if they would have the technical chops. The re I mean, they had Carmack, but would they really be able to have the resources that they could as and, and build that? It's, it's very much like if you look at like military, right? Military, you know, Internet infrastructure, all the things that military does uh, for good or for ill. But they have they have the 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 cash flow to be able to dump it and then that trickles down from military to enterprise enterprise to consumer out the gate and i feel the same is true looking at like oculus and apples that they've got that 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 ability to just if it doesn't work it's no big deal they're just going to keep dumping at it till they sort it out so i mean do you think i mean do you think oculus would be where it's at or do you think there's going to be another underdog that comes up in the ranks and challenges the these two global giants in this in this in this uh, this head-to-head -head Nintendo versus Sega, if you would. I, I'm going to go ahead and say that for another uh, contestant to enter the ring, I I, I don't know they ha they would have a lot of catching up to do. I mean, let's let's take a look at back in the day when that actually happened i can remember exactly where i was i've talked i've told this story a million times and i'll tell it on your podcast as well uh, i can remember exactly where i was so uh i was standing in front of my stove and i was making chili and i'm stirring the chili okay and my phone just ding 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 and i'm like what's going on and even my wife was like what what you're blowing up there and i'm stirring the chili and i pull the spoon out and i pick up my phone and i go facebook just bought oculus and i just dropped the spoon and i just it, <laughs> this slow, slow motion <laughs> boom ba boom ba boom chili on the floor i was like oh my gosh what am i gonna do so i get on the horn right away i'm calling at the time which is kind of funny for for the trivia nuts out there at the time I was actually working with uh, Road to VR, and my podcast was on Road to VR at the time. And so I'm like calling Ben Lang, I'm calling Cymatic Bruce, I'm calling, I'm like, we got to talk about this right now. Like within two hours, I had a podcast kicking, already ready to talk about it. And the the big point that I made during that podcast was this is a good thing because now Oculus can spend Facebook's money instead of trying to scrounge up what little bit that they can find elsewhere with investors. Um, you know, I think that that drove the VR industry more than any other, like I'm sure historians will disagree with me someday, but I think that that drove VR faster, stronger, than anything else that's happened. I mean, you know, you you can talk about all the other advancements that occurred, but I think Facebook buying Oculus, that was a a major catalyst for legitimizing this industry. And, you know, look at some of the other players. I mean, just take Pimax, for example. Uh, their headsets are, well, they exist. I'll just say that. And they have some intriguing factors, things that make them unique, and some people like that. Uh, but there's some trade-offs, and there's some uh, brand recognition. There's a lot of things that prevent Pimax from being able to be that third player. You know, everybody knows Coke versus Pepsi, but what about RC? 
What about Shasta? <laughs> what about Fanta? I mean, there's other mm. soda distributors out there, but they're not as prevalent as the big ones, Coke and Pepsi. I mean, there's always going to be competition. I mean, competition drives quality. That's that's yeah. a very standard uh, statement to make with nobody out there pushing the boundaries and doing things that other companies aren't doing, then they're not going to be forced to keep up with the Joneses. Oh, Jones, Jones Cola. There, there's another one. There's yeah. A, <laughs> a classic. Yeah. The, uh, the one person, the one company that pops in my mind that could, that's got the capital, that's got the innovation that is, that, that has done this in multiple other sectors and talked about is, is Elon Musk. It's got the Neuralink. He's got the ecosystem. He's got something that could leapfrog all the other technology, go right into your brain that they can't catch up with. And very much like how he did the electric car and everyone's like, you're crazy, you can't do it. Made the rocket ship and took over the infrastructure with that. I, I, I could see I could see him doing it. I, one time I had a dream that I lived in the, the Elon Musk future world where I woke up. And I, and I had the Neuralink in my head and it was connected to his Skynet. And then I thought, okay, Tesla, come pick me up. And I got in my car and I said, take me to work. And that this was before the pandemic. And then it would take me in the Tesla car. And then I would go into one of his tunnels and then out through the tunnel, skipping all the traffic. And then I was like, I was like this whole network. And so knowing the infrastructure, I think there, there could be a chance in the next five to say 15 years that there is something like that, 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 but you'd have to quantum leap it. You have to quantum leap past all of Facebook's hurdles, all of all of Oculus's. Now I don't, you know, who knows? It's it's one of those things that it's still it's still a bit like um, too futuristic, even for my taste, which is a hard thing to say. But it's it's one of those things that 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 could be that could be possible. Is there? Because I know that HTC right now is doing. They just started to announce that they're they're integrating kind of uh, brainwave biofeedback. Um, things right now as well do you do you see that as being like like what's the timeline for something like that is there something that's going to be adapted for that or is that just kind of like um you know a vaporware uh it's not vaporware uh you know it's it's interesting you described a uh utopian future which is fun because a lot of people like to focus on dystopian futures especially with the current status of the universe yeah. uh you know but it is fun to look at the potential for an amazing future i mean if you look at just uh you know i think i'm a few years older than you but just look at the difference of what the world is now versus before and you know, there's like you said, the the watch, the you know, we've got the phones with LIDAR and we've got the earbuds and we've got the you know, I've got about 30 headsets floating around right here. Which one do you want to see? You know, <laughs> uh, it, we are slowly jumping forward. Now, when we talk about biometrics and wetware, plugging stuff into your brain, uh, surprisingly enough, that's where I draw the line. Uh, I will not. I say this now and somebody yeah. will someday, oh, you said you'd never do that. I, I right now, currently, as it stands, I do not want to have Elon Musk put something into my head and let me play video games with a monkey. I, I don't need to do that right now. Five years is easy to predict. Ten years, chances are you're going to be wrong. Fifteen years, there's not even a, any point trying. 
But like I said before, you can see where it's going. Mm -hmm. There is a future. There's an obvious endpoint to this, and we'll hit it. We'll we'll get there someday. But we don't know how long it's going to take. You know what steps are going to be needed to be taken to get there. But it, it will happen. You know, I'm I'm reminded of my children are upstairs right now. Uh, I'm down here in my VR dungeon. Uh, you can even see the other side. Nice. I've got my, you know, lighthouse boxes and everything. And yeah, this is my little VR respite. It's a nice open area, plenty of room to move around. But I got two kids upstairs, both in OG quests that are playing Rec Room. Uh, you know, makes sense. Mom, Dad, we're done with school. Can we get in Rec Room? Yes, because my children are going to be VR natives. They won't know a world without VR in their life, uh, especially since I've had VR in the ha in the house since what 2013, end wow. of 2013. So my children know about VR. They are VR natives. That's a term that I've been using for a while. These are people who, you know, you might not be able to remember a world without cell phones. You might not be able to remember a world without uh, broadband internet. But, you know, I still remember my 2400 baud modem and the, you know, sounds and stuff. It's a thing. And, and we've we've moved past that. And so we take it for granted, I think, a lot of it. And uh, we'll take more for granted down the road. I mean, who knows? Maybe someday I will just put my glasses on and plug it into the back of my head and not think a thing of it. I'll just take it for granted that it exists. Uh, yeah <laughs> yeah man it's 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 the trade-off right like you don't yeah. want everyone tracking you listening to you all the time but you love ways on your phone it's like you get you get yeah. this type of trade-off and uh yeah it's it's funny i don't know if you i was um i'm an uncle um from both my brothers and i was visiting my brother in florida and uh, they're six and eight years old mm. and they got just irately mad because they weren't allowed to play vr on the weekdays and, and uncle dylan got to do it and they're like, he's playing. They're like, no, he's working. He's like, yeah. no, I can hear him. He's shooting missiles. He's playing. I just hear just. <laughs> it's research, kids. It's research. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Take off the raccoon face. What are they? Um, I had a really interesting conversation yesterday um, um, with uh, Sean from Rec Room and a couple of the people. And it was uh, uh, the, the dudes, uh, Finn from... Um, Waffle turkey, waffle chicken, and uh, another gentleman that was the designer of the uh, venues. And we we're talking about uh, the future of Rec Room, you know, as this new social media and how they're just starting to pay out people, like the early days of uh, of YouTube. And uh, the head designer from Oculus Venues was like, "Well, what do you talk to me about music and concerts and what can you and what are all the things you could do and what's what's getting paid out?" And they're talking about how. They're introducing cars now, being able to build your own cars, and they have their own uh, live, um, what do you call it, their own ability to do visual coding and scripting. And they're oh, like, okay. the, you know what I'm saying? What, yeah. what come? And everyone's like, well, what can we make? What can we produce? How do we monetize this? And all it just it's funny that all the, the VR enthusiasts immediately turned into monetization of what they could do. And so I had an idea that isn't necessarily appropriate but I'm going to share it anyways. And I shared it with them. I said, well, here's what came to my mind. Uh, and I'd love to, to get your take on this and what your thoughts are is one of my favorite things inside the wave is the digital drugs you get to share with people. So you grab them, you rip them apart. And also you go into like this 
you know, you know, uh, weird kind of uh, world with someone that you share this digital drug. And I was like, what are the chances that people that can do the visual coding in the rec room could actually make digital drugs that they then sell at these digital concerts? I'm like, is that a thing that can happen? Is that monetizable? And they're like, absolutely. So what are your, what are your takes around the, the, the ecosystem of that and the whole rec room and your kids being involved in that. So uh, very snow crash, uh, you know. <laughs> so I'll, I'll meet you at the Black Pyramid. We'll go to snow. Oh, yeah, go party. Yeah. Um, so uh, a few a few things. Uh, it's interesting as, as a parent, um, knowing that my children are going into these. Uh, digital worlds where, oh, look, it's a panda. No, actually, it's a 60-year-old man sitting in his basement with a white t-shirt on named Chuck, you know. Uh, I, I wonder sometimes about that. But then again, I'm the kind of parent that if you shield your children from it, they get frightened at it the first time and if they're you know 23 the first time they see something it's like going to be shocking to them so i i feel like like for example my 15 year old she plays echo uh arena a lot and she and, and i hear them down there and, and she's playing late at night and they're you know four on four and they're throwing and you can hear them just trash talking each other and screaming at each other and i'm like well i mean you know, she she can't she can't go out and play real sports. Yeah. She can't she can't go out on the soccer field and trash talk where we can't hear them on the sidelines anyway. You know, all these kids running around. The parents are like, "Go Billy, go Susie," but what they don't hear is that Billy or Susie are in there going, rah, 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 you know, and in expletives and things like that. If, if somebody brings digital drugs to a digital event and my kids are there digitally, I don't. No, I mean, the kids always know that they can just come back into the real world. At the same time, they do need to see that this stuff exists, that this is real and not everybody has the best intentions. And, you know, oh, you were bad. So go sit in a timeout. We don't play that game. So I think it's OK for this sort of stuff to occur. And I think it might encourage, especially my older child, to uh, maybe play around with building some stuff on her own. You know, she, I've shown her unity. She's made some little, you know, flappy bird clones and things like that. Cool. It, it might encourage her to uh, expand her horizons and see what else is out there. You know, it's, it's, we're all pioneers and this is the wild, wild West and nobody knows where it's going to go in five, 10, 15 years. But, you know, I don't want to discourage my kids from exploring it. It's I don't think that's healthy. It's it's funny because you, you struck on a really interesting point. Uh, besides the the plug for Horizons, but the <laughs> you, <laughs> going, Horizon is the uh, rec room clone that Facebook's doing. So uh, it's it's just a anyway listening. But you're talking about this balance, right? You get this balance because you want your kids to be safe and you want to protect them, but you know that's not going to allow them to grow. So do you protect them now? And, and then be vulnerable later or do you do you have them be vulnerable now to protect them later and is there is there any things that you you've taught them because i've i've done some late night foyers and say uh vr chat and gone mm -hmm. deep into a, i would consider it to be kind of a dark web of yeah. places to go into is there anything that you try and empower them with or is there anything that you say hey stranger danger don't take that digital candy or is there any or is it just kind of like hey guys we all know this is a game and there's people in there how do you 
how do you armor them up for 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 going into those types of places? I that's that's a fantastic question, and I think it's something that needs to be uh, delved into a bit more about what's right and what's wrong. Now, mm -hmm. I'll tell you what I do. I give my children the ability to know the difference between right and wrong. Uh, you know, the proverbial kid with the fork walking up to the, you know, the electrical sockets, like, you're, you're not going to want to do that. I'm going to do it anyway. Bzz, okay. Well, you're not going to do that again. Yeah. Um, my parenting mantra is that some lessons can be taught, but others must be learned. And you have to make a mistake and learn from it, or you have to have, see somebody else do something wrong and then learn from it. Uh, there's no book. Oh, wow, that's cliche as a parent. Oh, there's no book on parenting. There, there really isn't. Uh, but I'm on, you know, I've got four kids. I've got two that are already grown and moved out. You know, I, I, I've it worked. They're they're fine. They're viable members of society. I feel as a parent, I'm two yes. down, two to go. You know, wow. but I I don't think that shielding my children is going to be the right way to prepare them for this. So my kids have been completely immersed, again pun intended, in all of this from the day that they were born, and I I don't worry about it. You know, they know. Like if somebody, you know, sticks and stones, my kids aren't going to cry if somebody calls them a bad name. If anything, they'll probably just say, shut up, walk away. Uh, I, I, I think giving your children a good understanding of who they are personally allows them to deal with how other people are. And mm. I don't, I've seen my kids go, okay, nope, 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 nope. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Like what happened? Oh, this guy was just acting cray cray or whatever kids say nowadays okay uh good for you for leaving you know uh and plus i have to give a lot of people especially like rec room and vr chat and all these places credit for having settings that you can turn on a a, a bubble a dome of like leave me alone don't talk to me don't say anything you know i mean my, my kids that are in rec room or my younger one actually my 10 year old she's got a kid account so she can't hear and she can't talk. So there's no, and, and she's got a little bubble where nobody can get close to her. Of course, it's a, you know, what's going to happen? It's two little stick figures, but I, I, I'm not worried about the kids experiencing too much of this. I mean, heck, you can just walk down the street and see, you know, I, I live in Seattle. I went to a park once with my kids and there's a naked dude walking down the park, like just naked dude just walking down the day, not thinking anything of it. There's kids, there's grandparents. There's, eh, I don't care. Okay. Well, I mean, Hey kids, there's a naked guy. Yes. What am I going to do? Yeah. Say, see, it's must be cold outside. You can tell. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was very cold. Yeah. Did you, on one side tangent with the naked dude and uh super bowl. Did you hear about the naked super bowl guy that ran out? I, I Took saw that. Yeah. Took it. He took out a a a a bet in Vegas. Put fifty thousand dollars on. It was like seven fifty to one or whatever it was. And then he ran out naked, made a whole bunch of money, and then did that. And just you want to talk about uh, that to me? Sound like a gamer that hacked the system? Right. <laughs> right. That's, like, yeah. that's, a, that's a straight zero day exploit that will never happen again in yep. terms of in terms of bets. But I was just like, I'm like good for you. Good for you. If you're you're gonna make it, I will I will run out naked to make it, to make it so. Anyway, so side yeah. tangent on that one. What's your take on Horizons? We were talking a little bit about this. Horizons is this 
I mean, I've, I don't know if you spent time in there and things like that and comparative things. It's, it's um, I've, I've gone in and kind of peeked my head in a couple of times, but what's your, what's your take on that and the ecosystem? Because you're, you're it's, 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 it, they have a very different um, kind of closed off controlled space where you go, anytime you go in there, there's a moderator in there that goes, Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. And like, you know, um, so I, I picture some dude strapped to the headset at, at Facebook with that, but what's, What's your take on that? How do you think that's going to play out in the next couple of years? Um, I'll probably get some flack for this, but uh, Horizon, it, it, it's a good start. You know, I mean, I I remember back in the days before VR chat, mm -hmm. uh, Rift Max Theater. How many people remember Rift Max? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, I used to do karaoke in there. I, I did a talk show, several talk shows actually, in Rift Max Theater. You want to talk about the uh, Wild West. I mean, those were the early, early days. And, you know, it was everybody had an avatar. Everybody had their voice. And there were a couple stages and things that you can go and hang out in. That was it. There was no moderation. There was no nothing. There were trolls. They came in. They'd follow you around. They'd do things that they shouldn't be doing and it's just it, social is hard you know <laughs> it used to it used to be you know the, the the famous line i believe that palmer lucky said it's like input is hard well now input's not as hard as it used to be but social is the new hard thing to try to figure out you need to have curation or you're going to have a bunch of people having a problem. Back then, we didn't care because it was only like a dozen of us that had headsets. And then it slowly became, you know, a couple hundred. Nobody cared because everybody knew each other. That was the whole point of the community. You know, yeah. I can go outside and talk to all of my neighbors and that's glorious. But as soon as one of them starts acting strange or rips their clothes off to win a bed in Vegas, I I'm going to go home. I'm going to leave and I'm not going to come back out until that person's gone. So there are challenges. Horizon to me is, like I said, it's a good start. And I think that they have to figure out a lot of things still. Yeah. Um, you know, Facebook just recently made Facebook uh, Messenger available on their headsets. And I wonder if that will be able to create like the, I think I wonder if the intention is is that there will be this one to one. You can go and be virtual inside a room through Facebook Messenger. I don't know. I was just thinking about this today earlier. I haven't fleshed it out completely, but there is an opportunity for a one on one in VR chat mm -hmm. with app with avatars or two or three, you know, a group chat. But then it's not in some curated public place. It's it's just you and whoever you decide to invite in. You you can what I do like the when you friend up with people inside the Oculus headset, then you can you can have that audio chat that you can connect with outside yeah. of the applications. Go in an application, pop out of the application, you're still connected with audio, mm -hmm. and that's really 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 powerful. And I and I, I could see them trying to do that. I saw Zuckerberg inside Clubhouse chatting, and it nearly broke the servers with all that stuff. <laughs> and so I could tell him just taking notes, going. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna bring this in here. We're gonna bring this across, mm -hmm. and as you know, so uh, how do you twelve people community easy, right? Even us, mm -hmm. right? There's you know a couple hundred people at at 
Oculus Connects or Facebook Connects and those types of places. We we know, we see a lot of people, a couple of new people, but the, the community vibe is still alive and strong and uh, flowing with alcohol. Um, and but the, <laughs> but how do you how do you keep the culture the way it is as you scale? How do you scale culture to that scale? You don't. <laughs> that that's the secret. It, it's not going to. Uh, I think that's, again, going back to what Abrash had said about the good old days is that you can't you can't get it to scale up. It will scale slightly, but then it has to evolve and become something else. That's the challenge right now, isn't it? That that to get everybody able to go somewhere virtually and interact with each other. We can't even do that normally. I mean, if I took. Uh, I, I could hand pick a hundred people and put them in a room right now, like a giant gymnasium. And I guarantee you that there would be an argument within an hour. Like two people are going to find each other that are oil and water and don't blend well. It's going to, ha it happens in real life. So you can't expect it to magically work fine just because everybody's got technology on their skull. I mean, that's not going to change things. So we're, our expectations have to be, it's going to be as bad as real life. But it could also be as good, if not better, than real life. It just depends on how we accept it and how we move forward with it. There, there will be at some point. I look at it as like there's a natural value value exchange in person. We can get together. We can cheers a cup. We can drink alcohol. We can we can stumble down the streets with the wind blowing on our face, singing songs. There's there's a certain amount of value being exchanged there. But in VR, um, you know, when those first low fidelity and, and the inputs all stuff being challenging, there's there's a certain amount of value. But it will. It's going to cross the threshold of, of value exchanging. I had a I had a really cool moment at Facebook Connect where I, I was looking um, for my partner Tanya at the conference, and she had her, her back was to me. I'm like, Tanya, is that you? And she turned around, and it looked like her. I was like, Oh, hey, how you doing? She's like, Oh, hey. And you had that like that that spontaneous moment of of you know coming across someone that you care about inside inside VR. And I'm like, oh, great, let's go watch this talk. And then we went and stared at this 2D screen for about 45 minutes with our VR headsets on. And we're just like, I can't, I can't. Why does anybody do this? I felt like I needed like, <laughs> like, like a bra for my neck just mm -hmm. to hold, hold up my head to try to do that. So like, what, what would make it surpassing that? Like, what, what are the things that need to be in there to really like add value beyond the point of, of, of surpassing this, the, 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 the meat, the meat to meat connection. Wow. Yeah. Um, it, it, a lot of it is about expectations. I mean, uh, I don't know when, if you had one of these when you were a kid, but I had a little watch and it had a little video game on it. It was like Mario or something. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. And, and, and I'm just like, when as a kid, that was just a cool thing you could possibly have. As an adult, I stumbled across one at like a, uh, you know, like a like a Goodwill or something. I don't know where I was, uh, and I'm like, oh, I remember this, and I'm like, hmm. Well, this just doesn't have that same level of awesomeness that it. Why did I think this was such a good idea? And, and the reason I bring that up is because, like you said, two people staring at it. 2d screen together it's an it's an inappropriate no, it's not not inappropriate it's it's a waste of that technology yeah. to go and do that so you know like big screen for example big screen i, I have well a, a great example 
I've got friends all over the world. Hey, let's four of us get in and we'll stream the Nintendo Switch and we'll play Smash Brothers while we're sitting in and we can trash talk each other and everything. That's the intention. That's the intention. If you're watching a 2D video in VR, you're doing it wrong. I mean, that's not what it's supposed to be. Now, that inter I get it, the interaction of having two or three or 500 people all together doing it, you're still just watching a 2D screen. Like, give that person an avatar and let them get in front of you and give a real talk. Yeah. You know, give it a different delivery. We're just so used to cramming our standard ideas of how media consumption works into new technology instead of recreating it and making it something that is more comfortable in this tech. I mean, it just, things need to be reinvented Yeah. for it yeah. to make more sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is when you said that <clears throat> I couldn't help but to think of 360 video and like yeah. all the, all the pushing in that direction where you generally put on a 360 video experience. And there's some things that make sense that I thought was really good. I actually did a, a sexual harassment um, training yeah. video where this guy was like pressing up against me and it actually worked because I couldn't move and I actually felt extra trapped. And I was like, wow. I was like, get out, get your junk out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I was like, oh God. But like, but after a while, you're like, nope, that's just not, that's not doing it for me. You know, you, you, you lose. It's not your, when you said you're not, it's, you're not doing it right. You, I think you nailed on that point. It's just, there's, there is, um, there's, 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 it's, you want the old feeling that that you know that 1980s Thundercat you know and you know cartoon gave you, but you don't actually want Thundercats. You want the new revitalized. Uh, you want the same feelings from the old genre, but you you sometimes watch it again. And you're like, nope, it just it just doesn't do it. So, what has been some oh my god moments for you? Like, can you talk to me through like the burning a couple of the burning moments that you've had that when you've put it on, you've taken off your head like you're like wow you're like that was a thing that was an experience that was something that because we get that where it, it sears that emotion like, first time for me you know this is way back was trying the old zelda game with the, the dk1 and my mind was well that's the first thing i tried someone ripped it probably highly illegal but i went and tried it and it was amazing played for 45 minutes you know went to the dungeon killed the dragon that looked like a duck took it off as vr sick i was like oh that was amazing i might be i might throw up but I had a couple of those other burning moments as I went through this. Could you think of the the most recent oh my god burning moment that just like you took your heads off and you're like that is so cool? Squadrons, Star Wars Squadrons. So yeah, yeah I, I played back in the day the old school uh, Lucas games. Uh, I almost said X Men. No, X Wing. Uh, versus Tie Fighter and stuff like that. And you, it was it was a sixed off you know woo, you know and i'd play with either uh a gravis gamepad or a i know i'm throwing out i'm old man well, i'm cool. old you I'm know the nintendo glove into the thing there you go <laughs> but I, i'm i'm playing i'm playing this game as a kid and i'm just loving it you know i'm flying an x-wing and i'm shooting at star destroyers and stuff and and then squadrons comes out and so I got myself a nice Hotas, you know, Thrustmaster 1600, whatever. And I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm playing. I'm like, oh man, they made this so cool. I'm actually in the game. And I know that sounds, you know, silly because I'm always in the game in VR. But it, it, it was nostalgic. 
but it was new as yeah. well. And that that's really that sweet spot, that combo. Now, the problem with that, though, is, is that games like that aren't as appealing to me as they used to be. So I'm not really the target audience for that sort of thing. But the nostalgia level of playing a familiar game mechanic, but with a new look. Um, here's another game I'm, I'm yeah. big into, uh, No Man's Sky. Uh -huh. yeah. Holy cow, No Man's Sky in VR is, if you haven't done it, I haven't tried it. it's life-changing. For me, it was, at least. Uh, I mean, I... When it runs well, uh, if, if you have if you have a good, solid, sturdy rig that can handle all the graphics, then yay. If you can't, then no, don't bother. Uh, that playing No Man's Sky in VR and having friends all of a sudden, uh, oh, here comes David. He's flying his ship down and he lands and then he gets out and he comes over. And I, I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of novelty and novelty is really cool for me. Um you know, I, I live 2,700 miles away from everybody I'm related to outside of my immediate children and family here. Uh, I have nieces that are like, oh, hey, let's all join together in rec room and let's go bowling. Something that my family has always done yeah. is on uh, New Year's Day, we would all go bowling together as an extended family. And it was yeah. a lot of fun, but we couldn't do it anymore because we moved. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, obviously the Rona causes problems. So we had the exact same experience that we usually do on New Year's Day, but we had it in rec room. It was close enough. And yeah. it was very... Uh, it was interesting to know that technology gave me the ability to do something that I was physically unable to do right now. And mm. I, I got that feeling of that family, that closeness. It's yeah. It was very touching. That's so cool. Yeah. They say often like you, you, you come for the game, you stay for the people, right? Mm -hmm. You, you go for that or yep. you, 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 you don't, you don't quit your job. You quit your boss. It, it always goes yeah. back to the, the people situation. And yeah, it was very interesting and kind of, um, vindicating being a, a vr developer i always feel like we're we're building a town in the desert saying the trains are coming the trains are coming and then yeah. that train was named rona as you say and yeah. and, it, and it came through and it was pumping and we're like see this is necessary and it was mm -hmm. the first time that you know you you know the it, it is the new type of std it is the new type of like oh you know pariah creator so it you're you're right the i haven't done it cross collaborations having because we me and my brothers and my father used to always go and play bowling together and that type of stuff and i would love to be able to do that with my, my nieces and nephews and have them jump inside and having have that moment because it's you're doing the activity but it's more about like the trash talking and the complimenting and right like, right you know, and, yeah. and making someone miss so <laughs> that is super cool um what's your like in terms of um um with upload and in, in your whole in your whole journey, because you've been on just just on the bandwagon. Yeah, you know, I'd say you started the bandwagon on the whole VR front of getting into the space. What's your what's your destination? What what is it that you want to do with 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 your career with the VR industry? Do you have like a holy grail place that you want this to go um, for you in the industry, or where do you, or is it, are you just or is it just the journey? What what does that look like for you? It's a good question, actually. Um... If you go back and listen to, you know, my old podcast, the RevVR podcast, you can hear about a week before Thanksgiving each year, I did a podcast episode where this is the year. This is going to be the year where there's going to be kids 
opening boxes uh, uh and it's like oh it's a vr headset yay and they're crying and hugging mom and dad and stuff and, and i've been I, I did that episode four years in a row yeah this year this past year i finally on social media without going and having to go look for it i found those videos they found me of kids oh it's a quest oh my gosh and they're crying and oh. everything to me i've for the last five years been waiting for that moment and now it's happened now vr is finally mainstream ish and where does that leave me well right now running upload uh, fantastic team a lot of progress great service to the community i feel like right now right here is awesome and i want to continue to grow this and i want to make upload vr be that big powerhouse that everybody goes to all the time for everything uh virtual reality related and let's say i grow it and it's it's bigger than anything else and it's amazing and now i'm happy about that what's next i don't know i've been a teacher a trainer developer uh manager i i you know, I was the yarn expert at a craft store for a while. <laughs> I, I, I've done so many fun, amazing things. And, you know, I think I think the way you said that is is right, that it's the journey. It's okay. just what's new, what's fun, what's exciting, where bleeding edge stuff, what can I see next? So for me, I, I think it might be about the journey, not the destination. That's beautiful. So many people, like you're talking about the train is a come in, VR is come in, you know, they're all, they're waiting for the thing to arrive versus mm -hmm. stopping, reflecting, taking a breath, looking up at the stars and realizing you're exactly where you want to be, which is very rare for a lot of people to even get to that phase, even if they make a billion dollars and sell their company to Facebook, you know, it's, uh, when I was a kid, uh, I read books about, the beginnings of Apple and Bill Gates and pirates of Silicon Valley kind of stuff. And I always thought, darn, if only I had been born 10 years earlier, I could have been out there and been part of that. And I've said that for years and years. I, oh, if only I had been born 10 years earlier, I could have been part of that. And now I think, no, now I got to be part of something just as cool. And I'm, thrilled to death to have been born right when I was and be right in the right place at the right time to get into all of this. And I do on a daily basis, stop and go, well, this is fun. You know, it's just, just a little bit, just a little reminder that life can be fun and interesting and, and new every day. If you just look for it. Look for it. It's beautiful. And, and on that note, let's say there is, you know, uh, a young Kyle who just discovered his VR headset, you know, it's, you know, it's Christmas day. He opened it up. It's, it's, you know, Nintendo for us, right. Or maybe Atari, right. You, you, oh, you might, know, they try that magic out. They go into, you know, their, their, their Mario brothers or rec room or whatever it might be. They had that magic moment. They're like, I want to get into this. I want to be a part of this. What do you say to them? What do you say to them after they, they have that magic burn moment to them? How, what advice do you give a young Kyle on his, on his journey just taking the first few of his steps? Don't let anyone tell you, no, you can't do that. That won't work. 
that that's the best advice I can give. There's not there's nothing more than kids being discouraged because well that's not how things are done. That's not what we do. That's not that's not right. No, don't listen to those people. Look at it, look at it and and find a way to make it happen. You know, the idea the concept of being a hacker, the concept of being a a, a a bleeding edge technology freak. There's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that at all. Go find everything you can do. It's not supposed to do that, but I want it to. So I'm going to find a way to make it happen. Don't let anybody stop you from trying out the crazy ideas. Oh, that man, that's some fantastical advice. And, um, you know, with that being said, um, is there any last things, any last messages you'd like to, to give out um, and share um, before you let people know how to how to get a hold of you and what you do? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, I want everybody to go to uploadvr.com and check it out. As I say on our podcast, it's the best place to find all your news, reviews, comments and interviews in the VR space. Uh, our YouTube channel is wonderful. We have a uh, most of the time, twice a week podcast called the VR Download. It's pretty exciting. We get in and avatars into a virtual studio that we designed personally. And we have conversations, either game-oriented or hardware tech-oriented. It's we're, we're constantly looking for new ways to reach out to the community and give them new stuff. Uh, and as like everybody else, you can find me on... Twitter and Facebook and MySpace and Google Plus <laughs> and wait a minute. So, some of those things don't exist anymore. Uh, or, you know, email me, Kyle at uploadvr.com. It's pretty easy. Awesome, Kyle. Man, this has been a, an absolute pleasure. I really enjoyed this. And uh, whether we reconnect in the virtual space, the digital space, or in person, man, I look forward to our next encounter. So uh, I honor you, brother, and, uh, and I really appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thank you, Dylan. It's been a pleasure. Of course. Thank you for listening to the Heroes of Reality podcast. Check out heroesofreality.com for more episodes. While you're there, you can also take the Heroes quiz to find out what kind of hero you are. Or if you have a great story and want to be on the podcast, tell us why your hero's journey will inspire others. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side.